Staying in Contact. I'm London Mitchell. May 11, 2023. The national public health emergency caused by COVID-19 is officially over. But what does that mean about the threat from the coronavirus? Is it too early to end the emergency? After all, we still have dozens of people in Ohio dying every week from COVID-19. What does this mean to the availability of tests and vaccines? And what have we learned? Earlier this week, the director of the Ohio Department of Health, Dr. Bruce Vanderoff, held a news conference to discuss those issues. Our microphones were plugged in. And for this week's installment, we have Dr. Vanderoff speaking about what we can expect. Probably the most immediate change people will notice is that free COVID tests shipped to them from the federal government will no longer be available. Also, some insurance companies may not cover over-the-counter tests. In addition, coverage for tests performed by your provider or at a pharmacy may also have some cost depending on your particular insurance coverage. The good news here in Ohio is that the Ohio Department of Health has maintained a sizable supply of free COVID tests that we will continue to deploy to our local health departments our schools, long-term care facilities, and other community partners on request. Also, those on Medicaid can continue to get free tests at home or elsewhere through September of 2024. Now, in terms of vaccines, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has indicated that the end of the public health emergency will not have a near-term impact on the availability of vaccine. As with tests, I can assure you that the Ohio Department of Health has a sizable supply of vaccine that we can distribute to areas of the state that may need it. For now, vaccines will remain free for all. Providers of federally purchased vaccines are in fact not allowed to charge patients for it, regardless of a person's insurance status. Even after the federal supply is diminished, many Americans will continue to pay nothing out of pocket for vaccines. COVID-19 vaccines, and like other vaccines that have been recommended by the CDC, are a preventive health service for most private insurance plans. Currently, COVID-19 vaccinations are covered under Medicare Part B without cost sharing, and it's our understanding that this will continue. Medicaid will continue to cover all COVID-19 vaccinations without a copay or cost sharing through September of 2024. And Medicaid will cover CDC recommended vaccines for most beneficiaries thereafter. In addition, the federal government recently announced a bridge program to ensure that vaccines for the uninsured will remain free through 2024 at pharmacies, local health departments, and federally qualified health centers. Now, turning to treatments, it appears that out-of-cost expenses for certain COVID-19 treatments may change, depending on an individual's health care coverage, similar to costs that one might experience for other drugs through traditional coverage. Medicaid programs will, however, 
continue to cover COVID-19 treatments without cost uh, through the uh, September 2024 date. After that, coverage and cost sharing issues may vary by state. The Ohio Department of Health also has a supply of COVID-19 therapeutic treatments on hand to help mitigate future changes in coverage and so afford access for those who need it. There will be some other impacts of this change. The federal government instituted a number of telehealth flexibilities during the pandemic. And fortunately, the majority of those for Medicare and Medicaid recipients do not appear to be affected. One change that will be immediately apparent, however, is that the CDC will no longer compile its community transmission models, which has been a benchmark many people and institutions have looked to when determining what safety precautions to take. The discontinuation of this dashboard is a result of the government's data reporting requirements expiring. Hospitals, for example, will now report fewer types of data and they'll do so less often. Because of these changes, Ohio's coronavirus dashboards likewise will undergo some consolidation in the coming weeks. Rest assured though, that we will continue to track levels of COVID cases and hospitalizations here in Ohio, but that national change to some of the data reporting requirements will necessitate the archiving of some of our dashboards. It's important to recognize, however, that many details regarding the impact of this public health emergency ending are really still unknown. But rest assured that throughout this transition, the Ohio Department of Health will continue to monitor the impact here in Ohio, and will work with our partners to develop strategies to protect the health of Ohioans. We are listening to comments from Dr. Bruce Vanderoff, the Director of the Ohio Department of Health, on what we can expect and what we have learned now that the COVID-19 emergency is over. It's important to underline that the end of the public health emergency does nothing to change the message about the importance of staying up to date on your COVID-19 vaccines. If anything, it reminds us that getting vaccinated has played a big part in hopefully getting COVID-19 under control and allowing us to return to more normalcy. If you are over the age of 60 or have a serious chronic medical illness or are immunocompromised, staying up to date with vaccines is especially important. We're looking forward to the CDC coming out with new guidance plans for the fall and even the potential for new vaccines. But for now, if you have not received a bivalent vaccine dose, please get one. And if you are over the age of 60 or at increased risk related to a medical condition, please consider a second bivalent booster shot. In addition to the COVID-19 vaccine, the pandemic has certainly served to underline the importance of protecting yourself against all manners of preventable conditions. The measles outbreak last fall in Ohio is one prime example of what can happen when a vaccine-preventable illness enters a largely unvaccinated population. In Ohio, we're encouraged 
that the vaccination rates among incoming kindergartners improved in the most recent school year. But we still have work to do in order to ensure that all of our children are protected against so many preventable childhood diseases. And recently, the medical community got some encouraging news with the FDA's approval of a first ever vaccine for respiratory syncytial virus or RSV, which as you may recall, hit Ohio very hard this past year. The recently approved vaccine is for older adults, but we are also anticipating FDA approval later this year of a vaccine that would protect infants who are the group most at risk for serious disease related to RSV. Now I want to uh, take a break and turn to our guest, Dr. David Margolius, director of the Cleveland Department of Public Health, further discuss some of the implications of the end of the COVID-19 public health emergency. Dr. Margolius, we know that the COVID-19 virus is not gone, and there's always the possibility, of course, of another surge, small or large. But the end of the public health emergency, as a local public health leader, what are you recommending people do now regarding testing and preparing themselves to be tested if they think they might have COVID-19? Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Vanderhoff, for, for inviting me today uh, from, from Cleveland. Really happy to be here. Um, I'll, I'll answer that in two, two ways. So on the macro level, on the public health level, we have something now that we did not have back in 2019, and that is wastewater surveillance. Thanks to the Ohio Department of Health and, and federal surveillance, we will know uh, when the next surge is coming, if, if, it, if it does come in a way that you know we didn't have when, when this started, we were relying on individuals for testing. Um, now for an individual who has um, upper respiratory symptoms, symptoms of a, of a, a virus that could be COVID, I would say, you know, number one, you are contagious. And if you live with folks or work with folks who are vulnerable, act as if you are contagious um, by, by keeping your distance and, and staying home if you can. Um, if you are uh, looking for a test because you think it will determine whether or not you need treatment, um, local healthcare providers, local pharmacies, health department, a number of us uh, have uh, the ability to, to be part of these test to treat programs so that, that we can offer that and, and that won't go away. Thank you. You know, on that same note, how does your team plan to support your community in terms of providing vaccinations and boosters over the coming months? Great. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, and just as you said, there remains a, a large stockpile of federal vaccines free to everybody. Our focus in Cleveland is remains on the, the first dose for, for code vaccination. Um, we know that there are still folks out there who haven't gotten any doses of the vaccine. And we also know that people are making that decision every week, maybe 100, 200 people uh, in our county are making that decision to get their first dose. So we haven't given up on that. And we continue to do outreach advertisements and we have vaccines available to, to help people make that decision. Thanks. Yeah, looking back now at what we've done in Ohio around COVID and particularly uh, in the communities that you serve, what, what stands out for you as a bright spot in terms of accomplishments? So, uh, what can you say about um, the public health system's coordinated efforts 
in your part of the state? Well, I will say, uh, and at the time I was a primary care doctor at Metro Health, um, helping to lead our COVID response. So I will say that things that didn't seem possible, we proved were possible. We stood up a 24 seven COVID hotline in two days. You know, we said we were gonna start at Friday, March 13th. We made that decision Wednesday, March 11th, 2020. So we know that with the right collaboration, urgency, leadership, that anything is possible. And I hope that we'll be able to take that energy, that collaboration to all of the different things that are affecting the public health of, of Clevelanders in the state of Ohio. Smoking, fentanyl, lead poisoning, traffic fatalities, you know, black infant mortality. We know we can do this and, and, and recognizing that health is more than just the absence of, of COVID is a really important next step for, for our public health community and, and, and for, for you at home as well. We are listening to comments from a news conference earlier this week staged by the Ohio Department of Health on the end of the COVID-19 emergency. Dr. Bruce Vanderoff is the director of the Ohio Department of Health, and he said that one of the big lessons learned from the pandemic is how important it is to keep the public informed. The more transparent we can be with what we know, the better it is. Uh, the, the better people are able to understand and respond to what we're concerned with. That's our program for this week. I enjoy hearing your comments. Contact me through my website, londonmitchell.news. And please, join in again next week, staying in contact.